Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Craft Root Sports Cincinnati Style is brought to you by Dugout Mugs. We got the hookup for you. Just go to dugoutmugs.online slash craft for 10% off your entire order. That's it. No need to use a code. Just use that link and the 10% off will be added directly to your order. That's dugoutmugs.online slash craft. Craft Root Sports Cincinnati Style is also brought to you by More Labs. Drink one bottle of morning recovery while you're partying and bounce back quickly the next morning. Guaranteed. Go to morelabs.com and use the code SPORTS at checkout for 20% off your non-subscription purchase. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports Cincinnati Style. I am Mike with me as always is Scott. Joe over there behind the computers back this week. Joe, how you feeling? What to do, baby? Good to have you back, man. I'm glad you're there because I don't like sitting in that chair. I much prefer being over here. Uh, Scott, how you feeling, man? Feeling good. Real good. <laughs> This is Crapper's Sports Cincinnati style. I don't. I mean, for those of you that have never listened to the show before, yeah, you have, you no, have idea no idea what, idea what that drop like, is. But what? God, it's so good. <laughs> it's so well done. So thank you for that, Scott. Uh, we have an awesome show for you guys tonight. We're going to talk about Cincinnati's future quarterback? Question mark. Joe Burrow. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ish. Ish. But he doesn't like the local stuff. Mm. He I hates got, Kenwood Mall. What a douche, man. I got feelings about that. Like, man. what other mall is there, man? This dude's still holding on to Tri-County. What a loser. I kind of hate Kenwood Mall, too. Anyways, we're also <laughs> going to talk about Two FC stars. Cincinnati. <laughs> we're going to talk about FC Cincinnati. And uh, I I went deep into the MLS draft to try to figure out what happens with this MLS draft. Because it is weird. It's a bizarre thing. As a new MLS fan, I wanted to get into that. So we're going to talk uh, FC Cincinnati's moves. Xavier sucks again. Well, you know, that's how that goes. And also, UC is doing great because that's what happens in this city. When when one team is terrible, the other one is fantastic. And we're going to do that hockey because that's what we do. Week in, week out. All the hockey updates right here on Cincinnati stuff. If you have never listened to the, an entire episode, if you have, like, stopped midway through, you've like, oh, I'll get back to that later, and you've never heard Scott do that hockey, fast forward right now to like the you're end. ambitious, like... like 
Halfway, wow. They've made it halfway, I'd be impressed. But if you haven't made it to, to hockey talk, that's that's the key. <laughs> like if you're like the intro was good enough for me. I'm out. But you've you never We you've appreciate that we appreciate right. the view. We yes, appreciate the, the listen. Go listen to that hockey talk. Because right. good lord is it fantastic. Uh and so you, professional. And and Marvel and weekend? Whoa, 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 spoil, whoa, spoiler alert, man. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> giving up all the goods, now they don't have to fast forward, <laughs> No, all right, well, to. we'll see you next week, <laughs> I'll do that hockey next week, because Mike's just ruined it all, so, we'll just edit that out, just edit that joke, <laughs> edit point right there, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, thanks, and, <laughs> all right, let's go, Crawford Sports, <laughs> Cincinnati style, Here thank you guys are. for tuning in, uh, be sure to subscribe, rate and review, share the show with your friends, help us out, uh, get it out to all of your Cincinnati sports fans, Let's get right into Bengals talk because the NFL rules everything and you have to talk about football or else people don't want to listen to your sports show. So let's talk about the Bengals. But not really. Let's talk about a college player instead. (laughs) We're talking about the Bengals-ish? Okay, so you mentioned like this has to be the Bengals pick at number one. You, You have to take Joe Burrow at number one. If you are Mike Brown in the Cincinnati Bengals, I, I just think that in a in a perfect world, like if the Bengals were in a a better position, but yet still finished, you know, and that's crazy to think where you're like a better position. But I guess basically, if they were okay at the quarterback position, if Andy Dalton was even you know, let's say five years younger, let's just go five years. Let's not even go crazy. Like let's let's say oh, if he's a rookie, or whatever. Let's go five years younger. I do believe that Chase Young is the best player in this draft, but if you're the Bengals, you absolutely have no choice but to draft Burrow because he's a local kid, he's a quarterback, he put up all these stats, he won the Heisman. Like, if you're the Bengals, you like you don't have any other option but to make this pick. And you know, we talked about it last week. You know, if somebody blows them away with an offer to go up to number one because they fall in love with Burrow and they want to give you, you know this year's one and a bunch, you know, further. Like, if they blow you away with an offer, fine. The fans could be justified. But there is no way that with the way the the attendance is in Cincinnati and with everything surrounding who Burrow is, where he's from, jersey sales, all of that, him being a quarterback, that you don't. Like, I mean, you just have to. I saw a billboard on 71 Today on my way home from work that said, Athens, Ohio. Thanks, you, Joe Burrow. Saw and I was too. like, I saw it on seriously? the way to work this morning at three a.m. and thought, "Wow." I okay. So there were Athens th- paid for that. There were two things that went through <laughs> my head. Number one, thanks Athens for the the money. I guess because uh, sure, cool, right. Also, did they realize Joe Burrow's not here? He's not seeing this billboard. Like it's just Bengals fans that are like, "Oh yeah, that's the guy we're supposed to get." Cool. Why would you pay for that billboard? It was what a very weird flex. It was super <laughs> weird. But again, I mean, it it all ties into this. Like, I mean, the Browns who are all about money, and you think about jersey sales. Like, who sells more jerseys? Quarterbacks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, it, he's mm-hmm. the local kid. Like, there's so much that you can package and sell. Like, from the marketing department, the marketing department alone is like, yeah, we're taking Joe Please Burrow. Please take Joe yeah, Burrow. I, yeah, I they're, mean, they're, like, <laughs> I mean. And, and Chase Young, it's funny because Chase Young, who's an Ohio State guy, I mean, there's almost as much of a like selling point. But when you factor in quarterback, it's like it trumps everything. And, and when this team is in need of it, like, again, 
if Andy Dalton was five years younger and playing like he was during, you know, their playoff days, you could make an argument where you're like, all right, this team is in a position where they don't necessarily need a quarterback. And while, you know, Burrow is there, you maybe you can trade. Like, you're in a position, you just take the best overall player, and that happens to be Young. And I truly believe that Young is the best yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. But the Bengals need a quarterback. He's the local kid. He has all these accolades. Like, this is like as slam dunk of a first overall pick as you're ever going to get. This is more slam dunk than when they took Carson Palmer. The only way I would I would like the Bengals to not take Burrow is if the Dolphins offered all of their first round picks for the number one overall. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like but if they, somebody but, comes to you and blows you away but, with an offer, but that's the only one. Sure. There's nobody else that like if somebody's like, "We'll give you our first and like our second and maybe our second next year." Nah, hard pass. Give me Burrow in that in that situation. If the Dolphins were like all three of our first round, they have three first round picks. Because well, my guess is that though that they wouldn't offer up all three. I would say they're not going to offer up any because their whole plan was sure. tank for Tua, and they can get Tua at five. So they're like, this worked out fantastic. Mm, but can they? Because I yeah, they like can. the lion. Well, no, because the lions at three are the big question mark. And a, a good buddy of mine who's a lions fan, and him and I talk almost every day about the NFL. He, he straight up asked me, and he, him being a Lions fan, I was like, this is weird that he's asking me, but he's like, do you think the Lions take Tua? And I thought for a moment, and I'm like, hmm, it's a very interesting question if you're the Lions because Matthew Stafford is in the twilight of his career. They're right. clearly not going to win a Super Bowl with Stafford. Like, Stafford was a very good quarterback and is capable of winning a Super Bowl, but the time has passed with this franchise and by the time they get to where they want to be like Stafford's going to be gone or it will be not capable anymore so it's a really weird spot but and like all of the draft projections and trade scenarios suggest that Miami is going to have to move up to that third spot mm. so that not only does Detroit not take him like they they make it so that Detroit's like all right well we've got so many needs cuz Detroit much like the Bengals they've got a billion needs so right, it's like right, right. while they would love to maybe sit there and just take Tua if nobody offers them a lot like if somebody if Miami comes up and says we'll give you two of these picks or whatever like they have to take it cuz they've got so many needs but if you're Miami you also ensure that nobody else does because there's other quarterback needy teams that could go to the Lions and be like, hey, we'll give you this. So if you're Miami, you kind of are forced into that position of you've got to move up to that Lions position to get it. Bengals are very happy that they're not in that position. Like yeah, the yeah. Bengals finished exactly where they needed to finish. Right, right, right. Had they finished not in the, they all of a sudden lose all of that leverage. If, if like, the Bengals don't finish where they, they finish, they end up with Jake Fromm and <laughs> Well, or love, Herbert no, from no, Oklahoma or from Oregon. And, and, That's the other. And don't get me wrong. Like <sighs> I, lo I love Fromm, <sighs> and, and I think Herbert is going to be okay. But neither <sighs> of them projects to be like <laughs> anything like of a difference maker. As a, like those two project to be good if everything goes right. All right. So let's talk about Burrow. It, it, clearly, he's the overwhelming number one overall pick. Everybody thinks he should go number one. He set ridiculous records. But he doesn't like Skyline Chili. And is that going to factor into Mike Brown's decision? Because this dude came out and was like, Skyline Chili is trash. I was just going to say, it's not even that he doesn't like Skyline Chili. He dumped on it. Do you think it's because he's only had Columbus Skyline Chili? Because I think there's going to be a difference. If you're only having Skyline Chili in Columbus on OSU's campus, 
is going to be there's a difference. Does, isn't he from Athens? Isn't don't they got the chilies over there? Not as good. I mean, it's not Cincinnati skyline. Like you got to get it. You're getting it right from the tee down here in Cincinnati. You can't have that outsource skyline chili, that franchise skyline chili. <laughs> Isn't there a skyline in Florida? Yeah, there they're is. Like, you know, I was going to say, right. they are be like getting skyline in Florida. I'm like, right. this is the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Real Cincinnati style down here in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> right. I think it is in Fort Lauderdale, actually. I was going to say, sure. all I know is there's one in Florida. I couldn't tell you where it was located. Do you think, so I've seen fans posting this week on social media about how they're upset at the fact that Joe Burrow doesn't like Skyline Chili. Are Cincinnati Bengals fans that crazy? Yes. That they would turn on. No, stop. A yes. Fr- <laughs> like, the answer is yes. Like, but this is I a mean, dude that could change the course of the franchise, sure. and instead they're like, he doesn't like our chili. Screw him. Get him out of here. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, my only my only hang up with Burrow was just the, the simple fact that, you know, at Ohio State, he, he didn't get it done. He had to transfer. And then coming into this year, he wasn't one of the guys that were like, oh, hey, watch him. He's going to be on. He was a Heisman new offense. I'm going to give him a learning new offense last year. And that's fine. Like, I mean, like, you could do it. You could say whatever you want. I, I will mean, justify this to hell, too. No, no, no. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm saying, like, I'm just, like, playing devil's advocate. The only, like, pause I have is, again, I think Chase Young is just the best overall player, like, throwing out all the accolades, just football player. Yeah, yeah, But Chase Young, obviously, you're not talking about a huge drop-off. It's not like... Oh uh, well, Chase Young's just the best quarterback because the quarterbacks are elevated. But no, I still think Chase Young is probably a top five guy, regardless of the position. And again, it, you know, if you're the Bengals, you don't have much of a choice. But you know, there's just some pauses with with, with Burrow where it's like, eh, despite him putting up all those numbers, you can like second guess some of the stuff. And so I don't know. I like, I, I think that the Bengals do end up taking him. And I think it'll be fine. I just don't know. Like, I don't really know what to expect from him. You know, it's it's weird. Do you want him to sit here I and would, learn from Dalton, or is he a play right away guy? No, I would put him. I I feel like every I think quarterback you have to have him sit. Yeah, for, every quarterback that comes in, even if they are the number one overall, I know that the temptation is well, put this guy on the field because he sells jerseys. He's the logo, like whatever no, angle. Uh, well, we've moved we've moved on to a different era when it comes to have like, we though. Yes, because once upon a time, Aaron Rodgers sat for three years well, before right. he, he took but, over. But I'm saying we're not to the point where that guy on a terrible team, right? that but, guy, that number one overall pick, goes. But and Maybe that's because Cleveland gets that but, so often. That well, no, no, but what we are in is an era of guys who are drafted in the first round at some point during their you know freshman year in the NFL, they're in there. They get the call. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm saying... If you started Ryan Finley at week eight of this year, there's a 0% chance that Joe Burrow sits the entire year as a first-round draft pick when Finley was a fourth-round pick. Fourth pick. So, I mean, that's where it's like, well, if you're not starting him from the word go, what are you waiting for? All right, on? so we trade Dalton, we start Finley, but let Burrow Dalton, But Dalton, you're just probably going to let go. Like I don't, I don't even think there's a, a scenario where Dalton comes back. I just He's don't. got a year left. He's under team control for another I, year. I understand that, but I'm saying is they, they're going to let him go because the money is too much to be paying him to when you know you're going to be putting Burrow there's, in I there. think there's enough teams that have a need for a quarterback right now that you oh, can... Oh, wait, hold on. Now you're giving the Bengals enough credit to leverage anything? That's a good point. Nope. It's Mike Brown. No, no, no. Yeah, Mike Brown's yeah, just going to be like... Nope. Mike Brown's going to be like, well, I don't know, Andy. Yeah, what does say, it take? There, t- there are two options for Mike Brown. You pay him or you don't pay him. And mm. not paying him sounds good to Mike. 
all the time. So good old Mike B. Wait, I don't have to open up this check. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, 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 we're gonna do that. You mean I can get off the hook for free? Bye bye. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I think that if they draft Joe Burrow, like the absolute worst case scenario is he's starting week two. <laughs> like absolute worst case scenario. And that's well, just because... and if you if you think about what the fans did this year, right? right like what we saw this year. I mean, week one, the fans were clamoring for Finley to start. So sure. the fans are going to be yelling for Burrow and, and that's And that's what I'm saying. I mean, he, Finley was a fourth-round quarterback, and, and the fans wanted to see him. There's no way that Bur- anybody's going to have any patience where it's like, oh, no, Joe can sit a year or he can sit a few weeks. Like They're going to be like, well, we're a shit team anyway. And throw him to the wolves. Like, F it. <laughs> This is going to be a Zach Taylor real test, though, because he's he's a quarterback's coach. He's supposed to be a, a good quarterback well, guru. Let's see how quickly that, you can develop Joe Burrow. And that that's the other part of this equation is a guy Burrow. who knows Burrow. <laughs> Burrow. a guy who knows quarterbacks and who's coach quarterbacks. <laughs> and that was perfect timing for that. Seventeen point two percent beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like. How does he evaluate him? Because it's like, so everybody nationally and every, it's like a slam dunk, but it's like, what does the guy who knows quarterbacks think about this quarterback? I would ask him, but my son's soccer league is well done and I don't have the chance to talk to him anymore. <laughs> and we didn't make that well, friendship. And let's be like, fair. Even if you had, he wouldn't give you a straight answer and he'd be like, uh, he's good. Very good. <laughs> and that would be it. So, I mean, it's not like you would give a clear answer on him anyway. He's, he's good. He's, he's real good. So, you know, uh, that's not really a measuring stick either. Zach Taylor, how do you feel about Zach? Uh, how do you feel about uh, Joe Burrow? We're good. Zach Taylor, how, how do you feel about Skyline Chili? Good. Feel real good. Good talk. <laughs> Zach Taylor, how do you feel about Kenwood Ball? Good. Feel real good. <laughs> I was kind of hoping Joe would play the drink response. <laughs> drink responsibly <laughs> drop there. That would have been perfect. <laughs> I don't have it on this board. <laughs> like, how do you feel about the mall? Drink responsibly. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, because like that's the that's the the key ingredient here, right? It's like so the fans think Burrow, you know, the national media thinks Burrow. Like, but really, what it comes down to, well, I, okay, I say that it was it's what the coach thinks, but I guess it's what the Browns think, and the Browns money wise are gonna be like, ah, eh, it's quarterback, he's gonna sell jerseys, whatever. But I'm I'm curious if you got you know Taylor in a room and we're like, all right, there's no cameras around, none of this is gonna get out. Give me your complete honest assessment of what you think of Joe Burrow and where you would take, like, would you take him with this first overall pick or would you prefer to like maneuver? Like, who do you think the best player in this draft is? Like what he would say? Cause I mean, he's the one that has to live with it. Right. So, I mean, if he thinks, I guess the answer is if he thinks he's the best quarterback, then that's all that matters. Which, I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks coming out, He's the best quarterback, right? right? But okay, he's the but, best quarterback. But what if prior to the injury, he thought Tua was the best? Like, and then the injury happens. And it's like, like because I mean, coming into this year, I know, Tua was I know. the guy. And like, then I mean, Tua like, went Bo Jackson on us, right? And, and so I yeah. mean, like, there's that the the cloud becomes over. But I mean, it could be a situation where you're looking at it five years from now and say Miami trades up to number three. They they get Tua, who they were tanking for all along. And he ends up being the better of the two. And it's like, well, you know, the Bengals screwed up because they thought 
Is Joe Burrow going to be our Achilles Smith again? Like, is that going to be the? Is he going to be the I, new Achilles Smith? I mean, I don't think that he's going to. Like, I don't think that Joe. Like, I think his floor isn't that bad. Like, I think you know his floor is somewhere like better than Achilles Smith because Achilles Smith was a complete disaster on a on a scale of Achilles Smith to Andy Dalton. Where do you think? Joe Burrow falls. He's got to be above Dalton, right? Okay, a better a better way to look at this. So, Alex Smith for the 49ers was the first overall pick. He was fine. But in that draft, Aaron Rodgers was the king mm, yep, of that yep. draft. Who went, what, 25th, 26th, somewhere around that draft? Like, that's what you're looking at, where it's like, the Niners weren't ultimately disappointed. Alex Smith was fine. But fine isn't what you're looking for when you have the number one overall pick. And I think in five years, if you're looking back at it and it's like, oh, well, the Bengals could have drafted Tua. Obviously, he had the injury issues, you know, but like they could have had him because they had the first pick of the draft. But they went Joe Burrow because of all these safe reasons. Like, was it a mistake? Like, that's what you're ultimately looking at, where it's like Joe Burrow's good enough, but he's not great. And when we're talking Bengals, it will be a mistake. No matter what happens, it will be a mistake. They will screw this up. Let's talk some UC basketball. (laughs) Hell of a transition. Always a mistake with the Bengals. It doesn't matter. It's It's a mistake every single time. Uh, So UC basketball is balling out lately. They have uh, they're they're three and one in conference play, ten and six overall. But you know some of those losses are actually to to pretty good teams uh, like Ohio State. They have a bad loss to uh, a Xavier team, uh, but they are actually playing pretty well. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. I'm- that was pretty well done, right? That was pretty well done. That was pretty well done. Oh, God. Xavier, who uh, just didn't... finished up losing to Marquette as we're speaking. Great. By oh, 20 fantastic. points. Oh, good, good. They are God, they man. are killing it. So, anyways, you see, they beat UCF on Saturday. Uh, they beat Tulsa. Uh, so, this team is a team that is, like, really clicking at this point. Like, this was – it's so funny how the Crosstown shootout teams – the, the Xavier and UC always diverge. I was going to say shootout. It really is one like it's the breaking hits, point. Yeah, no and they hit the, they hit their stride. The other one completely falls apart after the shootout. Right, and this year UC loses the shootout, but they are on the right track. I mean, overall record isn't that great, but they're also in a position to run through their conference and sure. and make the tournament. Xavier is going to be a bubble team at this point. If if that. Yeah, you can't beat Marquette. You're gonna lose by twenty to Marquette. UC is. A, I I know how the shootout shook out. UC is the better team right now. Yeah, I mean it's it, and it's frustrating if you're a a fan of Xavier, which we, you know we are, because it's like, oh, th- this win should you know propel them to greater heights. But instead, I I have no idea what what Xavier is other than not good on any given game. And UC, I mean. You got to win the games in front of you, and they're doing that. UC is is doing exactly what they need to do, and again, they are going to go through their conference. There's nobody in the American that's real. I mean, Memphis is the team that's going to be a test for UC coming sure. up against Memphis. But even even, but even if, that, right. even that without uh, who is the dude that got suspended from Memphis and ended up was just like, nah, whatever, I'm out, I'm done. Penny Hardaway's dude. The, right. Yeah, I know, and I'm blanking on his name. But the, it, without him, is Memphis even a team that's a threat at this point? Like, UC is in a prime position now for the American that they can really make a run at this. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's an ironic twist of fate based on the way the year started and then, you know, again, the the, the matchup between the, the two schools in Cincinnati. But I, if you're a Bearcats fan, you, you feel much better about your team and the prospects through the rest of the season. It's If you're UC, you're playing with house money, right? Like, this year was supposed to be kind of a off year you lose your head coach you got a first year head coach you got you lost Memphis is the team to be right. they're likely going to be a you and know Xavier a, came in ranked to start the season yep. you know things were supposed to be really well and they've gone the opposite direction like if I'm you see it's like eh, we may at the end of the year like it may just be whatever we may only be one and done in the tournament but you feel a lot better about the way the season went whereas Xavier it's like Jesus Right now, going to scramble to make the tournament and pray to play a game. <laughs> I mean, you're hoping to not be in the NIT right now. Like that's and that's instead where the two programs. Instead, are. UC's got uh, you know, Wichita State is the team in the American at this point. They are 15 and one. They're ranked in the top 20. Uh, you got. Memphis is in the top 25, but barely at this point. So UC has a, a good test against Memphis coming up. We will see how this team does uh, in that game. That's at Memphis, too, so it's a road game. So you can kind of chalk that up as even if you lose this one, if it looks good, meh, that's They're a fine. good – That's They're, a yeah, there's nothing to worry about uh, on the road. Outside of point. an extended losing streak, like they'll be high the rest of the way. Like they yeah. just will be. I, I have no doubt. At very worst, they'll finish second on the conference. And I mean, I don't know how many, like, that's the only problem is you don't know how many representatives they're going to get based on right. how everything shakes out. Like, they could end up being a bubble team just because they only take. Because the AAC is only a, right, a the, one bid conference. Right, yeah. so it's like Memphis goes, and so then maybe they, but. Wichita State, well, okay, so that's the thing. You got Wichita State and Memphis both in the top 25 from the AAC, so those are like the teams from the Right, from the so AAC. there's, like, max, they're, they're getting two teams. And if you're not one of those two teams, but I mean, I think UC is capable of being one of those two teams, right? I mean, absolutely. Like, there's no, there, there's no, like, craziness to think. Oh well, you know, finishing in the top two is like out of line. Like, no, they definitely can be one of those. They're top currently two teams. third in the conference so, right now. So they, if you make a deep run in the AAC tournament, there's right. there's nothing that says you would likely be left out. Whereas Xavier. Where things currently stand could make a good run in the Big East tournament and still end up on the outside looking in because they're like middle to bottom of the pack right now. And there's at least five teams that have a better claim to the Big East. Should we talk Xavier then? Since we're already kind of talking Xavier, because that's how we do. Go ahead and talk Xavier at this point. We don't even deserve a transition at this point. Those teams in threes. Hey, let's just move three more times. What the hell is happening, man? I don't know, man. What are we doing? Like, this team is... I don't understand why you continually try to shoot the three. The team is... It's so frustrating to watch the Xavier team play. It is so frustrating. There's no cohesiveness. You know, they've now dropped three in a row. And... and Four and games they shouldn't have lost either. four, Four of their last five. Like, it's just... It's been horrendous like in all of the games it's it's always the same where you're like there's one guy who's doing you know something and the rest of the team looks awful so i have as like as a combination you're like what's the plan here i have to ask then this this begs the question did xavier 
finally whiff on a coaching hire mm. because <laughs> it's because since we've been that, there because this is the first time I think in the what three coaching changes that we've had since we got there you went from Mata to Miller and Miller to uh, Mac Mac and, now, and then Mac right to so everybody, like, it kept it in house it was we're gonna promote up the assistant and they and, and we're they gonna had keep their the transition year but and, by that second year it was like clear was that you made running the right, right choice. they were on the, the and then, and before this year, I had people already saying, "I don't, uh, I don't know if this was the right hire." And that's exactly like last year. I was like, "It's his first year. Relax." Right. I just but now, it. now I'm starting to question. It's, it's a crappy place to be in where you're starting to question a dude in his second year. Well, and, and admittedly, that's because of how the previous coaches. And it's not necessarily fair to judge somebody based on the previous coaches. But you also had a top 25. It was a 15th ranked team coming into this year. Well, and you're losing to freaking Seton Hall. I'll also give him slight credit in the you know the other two times you're talking about coming in the A10. So it wasn't like there wasn't the pressure of the Big East. That's fair. Like, but but no. But, but it's but, not the same. Like, no, I was gonna say. That... But on the flip side of that coin, it's that guys have regressed. It's not just that like there is no cohesiveness in this team. It's like Quentin Gooden. Like what the hell has happened to him since his freshman year? Like, he's not even the same guy he was two years ago. Like, that's a problem. Like, when guys, you know, you got guys that aren't progressing. You got guys that, you know, can't, like, there's there's no, like, symmetry to this team at all. And then guys that were decent or, like, at least had a promising future have regressed or haven't made any improvements. And that's where I kind of pause and think, like, as much as I want to support Steele, like, it's... It's pretty telling. Dude, like, we it, talked about it when we first started doing the Cincinnati style show. The out of conference schedule was essentially garbage. Right. Like when we looked at it, we were like, this is a terrible. You are putting all your eggs in this Big East basket. Sure. And you're one and four in the conference so far. That's terrible. Which makes all of the games that they won prior to that look like. Right. It's a, oh, great. And, and even if you look at the ones that they lost out of conference. It, the, those were the only named teams. Right. Like everybody that they beat is a, a outside of UC, which is now shaping up to be a oh fantastic my God. win. Are we the Patriots? <laughs> Are we the Patriots? We're just fool's gold. Like you get to all these wins and it's like, oh yeah, but all we did was beat the up on difference the difference is Dolphins. we're not going to get to all those wins. Yeah, Xavier's right. not going to get to all those wins. If you can't beat Seton Hall, you can't beat St. John's. Like these are teams that you should be. Oh, they did beat St. John's. Sorry, I looked wrong. You can't beat Creighton uh, at home. That's the other thing. Creighton yeah, is always that team. Games. Creighton is always that team. Do you remember when Centos Center was like, you can't lose at Centos. Dude, you was the, did not lose at Centos. Dude, they were a top four team in the country as far as home, like, court advantage and, and like, wins. With it. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, the Centos Center is just another place to play. You know what play. sucks the most, too? As as terrible as it is as a, a Xavier fan to see UC going on the right trajectory after the crosstown shootout, the worst part is that Dayton is freaking killing it this year. In the top 20, they're what, like top 15 at this point? I, I know UC fans and Xavier fans, they have their beef. We've talked about it before that Dayton is Dayton the, is the, the rival, rival right? because when we were at Xavier A-10 playing Dayton twice a year and then right. playing them in the A-10, that was the rivalry. The UC game was nice to win, but it didn't really matter. As long as you beat twi- uh, Dayton twice a year, that's all that really mattered. They're 15-2. They're 13 in the country right now. Dayton is 13 in the country, and we can't beat. 
Dude, if Dayton played, if Xavier played Dayton right now, they would get Dayton housed. would wax us. Housed. Wax us. It wouldn't even be close. Even at the Centos Center where Dayton hasn't won, it, what, since Jimmy Carter? Was <laughs> yeah, that that's it? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God they haven't played. Good We haven't Lord. played them at Centos Center because that streak would be done. That's what, uh, there is <laughs> Dayton played Kansas. And it only was lost by six. The time it lost by six. They're that's one of their two losses. Their other loss was to Colorado, which is a that's a weird loss at that point. But even that's like a close game, seventy-eight, seventy-six. Good lord, that is brutal to see Dayton succeed. All right, so if you're a Xavier fan and you see Dayton succeeding, you see UC playing well, and Xavier is just mired in this BS. We can't win a game like. I mean, makes you pine for the A-10 days all of a sudden. <laughs> God, if we can only beat George Washington right now. <laughs> Go on a run. It's like, all right, we got George Washington, St. Joe's, and uh, who else we got? But we're going to run through them, and then they're gonna, we, the, the momentum's going to carry us right into the tournament. Temples. And instead it's like, man, I just, I'm like, playoffs. <laughs> I'm just trying to win a game. I just, at this point as a Xavier fan, I want to get to the NIT. I don't even think that's going to happen. I, I don't feel gonna, confident about an NIT bid. Are they going to seat us in the Big East? Are they going to be like, yeah, it's first year we're just excluding some teams. Xavier, <laughs> you're, not, you're not in the Big East tournament. Y'all just. You, For, first time, we're just going to drop the bottom two and y'all are out. You can come to New York and hang out, but you're not playing. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just going to watch. You, no. can, you can sit with James like, that's Dolan. Where, that's where I feel like we're at. Just like, oh. Did the biggest tournament? We're just happy to be. Here. Tell you what, you guys, uh, you guys take a couple, pick a couple guys. They could shoot a half court shot for some scratchers. That's what you get to do at Madison yeah. Square Garden. It's sad, but and it's again, it's frustrating watching the games. Like it's like you see the talent, and you're like, well, this team should be good, but as a unit, they're just not. They're, it's, like, it's they're, they're not. There's no unreal. arguing it. They they they're bad. <clears throat> I, I hate to say it in year two, but I feel like Steel. This is and 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 I I even said it when Steel got hired. I told a bunch of buddies where I was like, "Guys, we're due for a miss." Like you had oh I you had Mata, that. you hired Miller, that worked out. You hired Mac, that worked out. Well, I think I think my when I when I said Xavier was due for a miss, due and I had the same whiff. kind of conversation. I mean, statistically speaking, well. Eventually, it had to happen. Not only that, it was again. You go back to all of those guys. the The expectations and the the transition was in a conference such that you're not asked to necessarily do a whole lot. Now this switch happens in the Big East, and I know the but Big Max East did it in the Big East too. Wasn't that? I thought that was just before the the switch to the Big East. I thought no. The I think Mac had. I think Mac had at least a year in the Big East, right? It was I at th- least a year or two in the Big no, East. No, 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 When, uh, oh, when, when Miller got, left, when, I'm when saying he when got Mac, hired, yes. Yeah, no, that's was, what I'm right, saying. Right, like, right, right, no, no, no. Right. He made the transition right, from being right, the right. assistant to the head coach in the A-10. In the A-10, yes, and, yes. And what I'm saying is I know that this Big East isn't what the Big East was considered, but it's it's still a, a step up from where they were. And and they they quote-unquote did their national search or they, they explored options outside of doing the, the traditional Xavier <laughs> hire. 
And it was the first time they where did I thought their national yeah. surf. It's such well, but, bull. No, but I'm saying like they they did they did like there were other names. I would they love got to see who they about. interviewed. Yeah, I would love to see who they interviewed. I mean, whether or not they actually did, but there were other names that were in the mix. It wasn't just a slam dunk. Like, oh, the up and comer on the staff has this job. It was the first time since we've been there. Where it wasn't like, yeah, it's a foregone conclusion. We were just grooming the next guy, and we know this guy's a date. It was well, Steele's in the mix, but we're going to look at some of these other options, whether or not they were legit. But also we're going to go with steel because that's what we do here at Xavier's. Sure. We just promote up the next guy. But they had the, and, and it's the first time where it was just like, I mean, this, this is a risky move because of where they're at. And maybe, maybe that's not a game you can play anymore because you're in the big games. No, maybe you got to have to go get somebody. You have to get somebody in who a, can take that next. I hate saying that because out of the, outside of the program, I hate saying that because Steele's been here for so long, but uh, right. you might not be the guy. Let's talk some FC Cincinnati because it's been a while since we talked some soccer and I got in depth as it, as it comes to uh, FC Cincinnati. I don't even think we, we don't even have a, a audio <laughs> Good work, Joe. Way to produce this show. Fantastic. Better than the one we had for Xavier because they didn't even deserve an intro. They don't deserve an intro. Uh, so the, the 2020 MLS Super Draft was this week. The MLS Draft is ridiculously confusing. Like, if you thought following professional soccer outside of the United States was a confusing thing anyways, the MLS Super Draft is re- it's insane. There were teams that passed. You can pass in the draft. You could just be like, nah, we're not going to take a pick. Thanks. We'll, we'll sit this one out. <laughs> I right. saw that happen multiple times. FC Cincinnati had the number three pick in the 2020 MLS Super Draft. They traded that pick to the new Miami expansion team for $150,000. <laughs> That's so weird that you can trade a pick for just straight up cash. Just like, uh, how much you want to pay for this pick? A hundred. But it's only $150,000. That's not even anything. That's nothing. That is. That seems like nothing. So I had to reach out because I, I'm new to being an MLS fan, and I, I'm reading through all this going, what the hell is happening? Like, why are you trading the number three overall pick? So uh, a buddy of mine who is a Columbus Crew fan who has been a, a big MLS fan since the crew came, he uh, he broke it down for me. He pointed out that there's actually been talk that the MLS wants to do away with the draft altogether because okay. once you get to – like only college kids are eligible for the, the draft. You're only okay. able to take like NCAA players. Okay. If you're a 22-year-old NCAA player, you're playing in college. You're not going to the MLS. I mean you're going to the MLS, but you're not very good. Well, yeah. Okay. Like you're, That's what I'm saying. Like if it, you're a good player, right. you left high school or you graduated high school right. and that's, you went overseas to play that's professionally. That's what I mean. Like you're, like you're, you're not, not – so there has actually been talk where the MLS has been like, do we even need a draft? Like should we even do a draft? But FC Cincinnati did participate. They they forwent their first-round pick uh, and they actually took that money and, and used that for a, a trade that they made with Atlanta and, and brought somebody in on that one. Uh, however, uh, Joe's, Joe's actually bringing up the, the – uh, oh, non-designated player salary is an average of $345,000. So basically, you know, so like – half of what they're making, yeah. <laughs> you trade well, that. So that, that's the top – you know, the average and – so you're paying, you know, 
Uh, this guy might, you know, that's decent money then. I was going to say, that's, that's <laughs> pretty money. good Pretty good to recoup what half of whatever you would pay For the guy. number three overall pick, you get half the salary of a top-tier player, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good in exchange. Well, uh, FC Cincinnati did end up taking two players in the draft. They took Ray Ortiz, who is a, uh, a midfielder from Portland, uh, and then they took Juris Alnive. Uh, butchered that name. Uh, but Nailed that's, it. A, that's another midfielder. He actually played at FIU for a while and then transferred to Indiana. Uh, they, they took those guys in the second round and the third round, um, and then obviously traded away their first pick. But point being, FC Cincinnati didn't make really any moves in the draft. Um, what, oh, you <laughs> Joe put up the pronunciation. Go ahead, say that pronunciation. say Alinvi? Uh, I was Alinvi? close. I was Vey. close. Vey? Okay. I was Alinvi. Close. No, that's V. Alinve. No, that that's V. Looks like V, but I mean, no, that's Alinvi. Jorisa Alinvi. I was close with my. I just kind of went with a. <laughs> Dude was also born in 1995. <laughs> <sighs> but it, with these picks, that's not even the big news this week for FC Cincinnati. Uh, they did sign the first ever. Japanese designated player in MLS history. They brought in Yuya Kuba, who is now uh, an FC Cincinnati striker. This dude, uh, Kuba played with the Japanese uh, national, national team. team. Yeah. So this isn't like just some weird, this is a legit uh, national player. I can already hear the chant in my head. Yuya Kuba. <laughs> I can already hear it in my head. It is tailor-made for chant. Yeah, the Bailey is all fired up for this one. Uh, definitely. Here's one thing I will say. Uh, Kubo, he likes Skyline. He's already said that he likes Skyline. So he's got one up over Joe Burrow already. He lied. I was going to say, there ain't no way. He was like, he was like, give me a bullet list of things that I need to know going into Cincinnati. Like, number one, say you like the chili. He's like, all right, I'm at like and then from there it's like whatever he could say whatever he's like yeah, I hate Bengal tigers um, you know I, 75 and 71 are a shit show <laughs> well every Cincinnati family yeah they'd, they'd be like yes yeah actually you uh, are they, right thank you like, yeah put a statue up next to Marvin Lewis statue for him he's in <laughs> he's one of us. <laughs> Uh, he is wow! Do you see that wow. catch? Do you see that wow. catch? Do you see? I hope that was on camera. That was fantastic. Almost a disaster. We're, Mike's one athletic feat ever: <laughs> saving the beer. Wow! It's not my one athletic feat. There was one time when I was uh, twenty years old. My brother uh, he got married, and I was house sitting for him. So I had a bonfire at his house, had a party, and I f- tripped over the dog leash. Like we had the dog tie out. I tripped over it, fell. But as I fell, I kept my beer straight up and didn't spill a single drop. <laughs> Again, that always was, saving. Always that saving was the beer. my one athletic feat. I fell face first and saved my beer, didn't spill a drop. Uh, anyways, so Yuya is the the big story. Uh, they add a striker. That's definitely going to help FC Cincinnati. Um, who did? They had Frankie Amaya last year. Was their their number one overall pick in the MLS Super Draft. So Frankie plus Yuya. That's a pretty decent combination. I'm interested to see how he uh, how he ends up in Cincinnati because that team needs a lot of help. 
Yeah, as bad as an expansion here as you could get. Uh, yeah, anybody that's capable. Cincinnati. Sign them up. <laughs> this is the year of Japanese players in Cincinnati. We are going to kill it. Shogo and Yuya. I'm I'm on board. Here we go. How, no, seriously though, how long until there's some type of collabo? Like I mean, between, like between, like it's a natural. It's like, going to union. happen. Yeah. It's going to happen between the Reds and FC Cincinnati. Like I'm guessing they've players. already had talks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it probably happened before they selected you. Before they signed him, that's Most already likely. been happening. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into some hockey talk. Everybody's favorite segment of the week. Scott, why don't you go ahead do that hockey? All right, so we're two and one since the last show. Bow, so bow, got, bow. got that, but most importantly, Marvel Weekend this weekend. Huge three day weekend tilt with the Marvel characters showing up. Dude, subject to change. Aren't they wearing Spider Man jerseys? I'm so like I, I believe I mentioned it last week where it was like oh I mentioned it to my wife and she was so lukewarm about it I was like all right I guess that's not happening then I saw the jerseys that they were gonna wear and I'm like oh, I think we missed the boat here because my kids are obsessed with Spider Man would you have bought one because they always auction those off after the the games would you have bought a Spider Man jersey I mean I had to see how much it would go for but it's gonna go for about two hundred probably not mm, you're not a real fan I'm just broke. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, if I had disposable income, I'd, I'd buy one for myself. F the kids. All right. So here's what we need to do. Everybody, go to craftrootsports.com/slash/shop. Uh, buy a shirt. Buy a hat. Buy a hoodie. Whatever you got to do. Help the show out. Uh, get some money in Scott's pocket so that he can yes. go to Marvel Weekend and buy a Spider-Man jersey for his kids. It's for the kids. Do it for the kids. Craftrootsports.com/slash/shop. Trick lot of kids. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so and Marvel, the cocaine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the cocaine, cocaine, way more than the kids, the cocaine, cocaine, the cocaina. Uh, but not yeah, the they're, barber, they're, they're not, going to love no, the barber. No, 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 no. Uh, but they're now 23, nine and six overall. Uh, this, we talked about it before where they have these feature weekends, but like before, I think it was even only like two games in a row. This is three. They're playing two different teams, though, on uh, in this three-day. so bizarre, right? I, yeah, that's what I thought. It's it was like, so, so weird. weird that they have this promotional weekend, but they play two different teams, and the, the, the second team they play Saturday and Sunday, and then they play a different team Friday night. Like, I, hockey's weird like that, but <laughs> the whole weekend they're like, hey, Marvel, in your face. Like, doesn't matter who we're playing this weekend. We just got Marvel. So they, they play the Rush twice this weekend. They play the comments on Friday. I, I mean, if you're – in or around and you like anything a little bit Marvel, you should be there. I mean, if my wife would allow me, I'd be there. But, I, mean, I guess she just didn't care about it that much. So we're not gonna <laughs> even though my kids, if they knew at all that this existed, would be like, yeah, yeah, let's go to hockey. And they didn't even know what hockey is. Dude, that like my son still, my three-year-old will still, if I'm flipping through the channels and hockey's on, he's like, Hockey, that's where I saw Chase and I saw Rubble. I'm like, oh, yeah. right, because we went Paw Patrol weekend. Well, and that's why I wanted to take them for this because I'm like, look, my kids have zero clue what hockey is, but they love everything Marvel. And also, if we're just my kid going there to see, the glass. right, just going there to see all of the Marvel stuff and all of the other stuff that goes along with hockey, like, I'm like, this could get them into it. Plus, I mean, I'm not a huge hockey fan, but. I'd get into it if my kids were into it on a Marvel weekend. That's good enough. Between this and the Star Wars weekend, like one or the other, 
But yeah, I don't think I'm gonna make it because it's just. Like, What's the oh. cyclone's uh, cyclone's goalie's name? Dude, stop! <laughs> Every week, I don't know. <laughs> he's that. He's that dude. He's that dude. I mean, because they're second in their division, they're second in their conference. So I mean, you know, he's that dude. That's 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 who. That's how it he goes. was named goaltender of the month. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of consonants in his name. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. He's really good. <laughs> like, many, yeah, look at like, There it is. Like, oh, God. I mean, people call him UPL. And I, there like, you go. That's all you got to say. Just say UPL. Nah, man. Just I'm go Scott, with UPL. I, he's just that dude. That dude. <laughs> That's what, he's that dude. At that dude, UPL. <laughs> There you go. He's just taking over another Cincinnati yeah. fan favorite. He's right. just going with that dude UPL. He's the next that dude. <laughs> but you know, way better than the other dad dude. To be fair, has there been a goalie butt tag? Because until there's Brandon, a goalie butt tag. But, but I'm gonna say Brandon Phillips was that dude. This is hockey. He's a white guy, so he's that dude, <laughs> not not that dude. So there's a difference. You gotta you gotta make that distinction there. <laughs> Holy crap, is that the first ever snort? That was, that was the first ever snort. <laughs> I think it's a good time to get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> we just did that hockey in a spectacular fashion. It's been another week of Cincinnati style. Mike is indisposed. That Thank dude, you guys. That dude. That, for, that dude versus that dude. Thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it uh, for putting up with this BS that we're putting out every week. Uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, review. They're thinking now. Just they told me to fast forward to this. This is what they told me to forego the rest of the show for. I'm done. I'm out. You fell for it, dummies. <laughs> uh, thank you. Seriously, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you have any Cincinnati fans in your life, you should totally share the show with them. Let them know what they are missing out on. They're missing out on this amazing content. Uh, be sure to follow the show too. Hit us up at Craft B Sports. You can follow me at Mike Burlon. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie Four. You can hit up the Drunk Line with your Cincinnati hot sports takes anytime you want. Four four zero thirty seven Drunk. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Cheers, everybody. Feel good. Real good. Bye bye. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. 
Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.